Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I have one question for Giants fans. Did you sleep at all last night after that? Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spin your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Coquel, everyone here at ESPN West Palm needs something except us, okay? Stop whining about everything. You're so needy. You're so needy. Don't you know Mike Tannenbaum needs things? Don't you know Josh needs things? Stop asking questions. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on a Friday on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach right off of the hot and steamy and increasingly annoying Intracoastal. Here until 1 o'clock on ESPN 106.3. Wow. Giants fans, there's no way you slept last night. There is absolutely no way that Ah. you were able to get anything resembling a good night's sleep after what we saw last night. That is as gut-wrenching a loss as you're going to suffer as a fan of an NFL team. The Giants lose to Washington 30-29 in a game that they should have won three different times uh, including uh, could, could you tell me what the background Coquel, the background of Giants head coach Joe Judge was before he became the head coach he was the special teams coach <laughs> oh special teams wait is that uh, yeah that's ultimately where the Giants lost the game because the simplest thing that you can do uh, when you're trying to defend a field goal attempt is stay on sides you know what makes it doubly important when you're trying to stay on sides again something that's not difficult to do on what is the final play of the game or when you're lined up right in front of the ball like right in front of the yeah, ball. Yeah, when you're right in front of the ball. The guy who is over the ball is called for an offside. And you can't rush the center anyway. So no, where where, no, no, where are you going? What are you doing? What 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 <laughs> is going through your mind? You, going? you know what makes it even worse is then when you line up offsides and the kicker misses the game winning field goal and then your offsides gives him another chance and five yards closer, and then he ends up making the kick and you lose the game. Oh, boy. In fact, why don't we use some audio evidence to relive what took place on that final play? So, uh, I just want to make sure that we're properly setting the scene, okay? Uh, Just a couple of seconds left, and uh, New York is up 29-27. Taylor Heineke, with just under two minutes left to go, drives Washington down the field. Taylor Heineke, who is the backup to Ryan Fitzpatrick, he drives his team down the field. What didn't help the case was New York 
an offside, giving Washington a first down earlier in the drive. And then, as you get to the final seconds, Dexter Lawrence, who is lined up over the ball on the field goal attempt. Poor Dex. That Dustin Hopkins had lined up. Hopkins misses. And you have an offsides on Dexter Lawrence. So then you get a second chance. And this, courtesy of Fox in the NFL Network, is what happened. Good snap, good hold, kick is good. Washington wins it. So there's no way after that, there's no way after that, that Giants fans are sleeping. Because then you add to it, this arguable, what will go down as touchdown of the year, with over four minutes left, Taylor Heineke, again, Taylor Heineke, with an incredible throw. I mean, the a Heine ridiculous face. throw. <laughs> the Heine face. There's the face nickname again. This was the throw that gave Washington its second-to-last lead of the game, which I'm telling you, he had no business completing. He showed poise. This is a guy who almost left football altogether, and he... After a pump fake, delivers an absolute laser to Ricky Seals-Jones in the corner of the end zone. This was the touchdown of the year to this point, and it might be the touchdown of the year all season long. First and ten, Heideke looks right, throws toward the end zone. Jump ball, corner of the end zone, Logan Thomas! Ricky Seals, touchdown! Ricky Seals-Jones, touchdown Washington! That is the Washington football team radio network, but the Giants weren't dead. Daniel Jones showing poise, and the the Giants offensive line, who Coquel, I think thought I think played pretty well. Last, last game night. they played, all while. things considered, Saquon Barkley looked good at times last night. Daniel Jones marches you down the field, sneaky fast. That sneaky Jones. fast, um, but. A couple of false start penalties against the Giants what? hurt them. But they ran laps in the summer for making <laughs> mistakes. A third down in seven that could have helped the Giants bleed the rest of the clock, leading to what would have been a game-winning field goal. And Daniel Jones with a very poor throw. It's incomplete. The Giants have to settle for the field goal with just under two minutes left to go to take the two-point lead, and that's what led the the Taylor Heineke heroics and the awful special teams play from the Giants. That hurts. That's gut-wrenching. That is pit in your stomach. That is, I keep replaying it through my head. I don't know how I can sleep now. We're 0-2. Daniel Jones clearly isn't my franchise quarterback, and it's time to look for another guy. That's how you're feeling if you're a Giants fan. I thought Daniel Jones looked good. That's the best I've ever seen him play. Yeah, I mean, minus but the interception. Again, he lost to Taylor Heineke. I know, but he played well. I think they just need to realize his strengths do the read game even more. Like, he's fast. He looked faster than Saquon Barkley last At what night. point, though, do you say, oh, sometime down the road, uh, Daniel Jones will win that game. He'll win a game like that. It's Because it, you're running into Sam Darnold territory I mean, now. my kids lost sleep last night because of it. Because I was laughing so hard <laughs> on my couch. Giants fans, did you sleep last night? And, in fact, I want to know. When's the last loss that made you lose sleep? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 
And uh, we are textable and tweetable at ESPN West Palm. Don't text me, actually. I don't want to see any text from you. 632 Did you just give your... What are you doing? You said we're textable. You're I'm so a man reckless. of the people. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just did that. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Uh, and uh, again... If you want Ken's number... No! 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is the last loss that made you lose sleep? Ken, you're a 630 Stop! number. That's weird. I'm 631. You're 630. Stop. So when is and it's seven? All right, you need to stop this now. Four. I'm getting, I'm actually getting legitimately angry. Eight at six you. five three. Okay, thank That's you. Not your number. No, um, but for me, it was U.S. Men's Soccer and the loss at Trinidad and Tobago that kept them out of the last World Cup. I tried to lay down. I was up to like two a.m. mad tweeting, <laughs> and then I tried to go to sleep, shut my eyes, and I slept for maybe forty five minutes, and that was it. Um. I nearly had a lose-sleep sports incident with the Field of Dreams game after Liam Hendricks, White Sox closer, melted down and the Yankees blasted their way into the lead in that ninth inning. If it wasn't for Tim Anderson, that would have been a loss that caused me to lose sleep. Don't be ashamed of this because I've seen on social media today at ESPN West Palm, some people say, I don't lose sleep, it's just sports. Uh Uh-uh. One, I'm not buying it. And two, it's not just sports. This is an identity. This is tribalism, okay? This is something that you put your heart and your soul and your rooting interest into. I'm truly not buying that even though you're a grown person, you haven't lost sleep over one of your teams suffering a brutal loss. So for me, it's U.S. soccer missing out on the World Cup, an improbable, inexplicable loss to Trinidad and Tobago, but I had a close call with that Field of Dreams game. And again, Tim Anderson let me sleep very, very well that night, turns out, when the White Sox came back to beat the Yankees. Coquel, what about you? What's a loss that made you lose sleep? The one I go back to most is a long time ago. It was on, I believe it was Thanksgiving. It was the Jets lost a game that really just defined where they were, and there was an ordinary fumble that just happened to be running into the back of a center by Mark Sanchez. It's an ordinary fumble. People fumble all the time. Oh, you mean the the one of the butt variety? It's a normal fumble. No, he ran into someone's butt. Just knowing where that was, and I took my Sanchez jersey off. I was at a bar on Long Island. I threw it on the bar, (laughs) and it literally slid down the bar and made a left turn somehow (laughs) and went right into the bar's garbage can. And I was like, you know what? I don't care anymore. It's destiny. And I was just so mad at the organization. Everything about that game made me lose sleep. That and weirdly, because I'm a Jets fan, Lamar losing in the playoffs, I think it's more because it just gives the dopes ammo to attack Lamar, who just you used, know it's coming. like racially coded things like you'll hear sometimes on this air about um like he can't figure out the defenses or he's not smart enough to do it. And it's just so dumb that they don't realize what they're saying or they do, and they're allowed to still say it. Yeah. But like giving them that ammo. It just eats at me. It eats at me that people are allowed to attack someone who's so good at the sport. Uh, and uh, so that that was Thanksgiving night, right? Yes. So that just killed your entire yeah, holiday. The turkey sleep just oh, got man. overrun by adrenaline of anger. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Like it's it's anger and then it's disappointment. Have you have you cried? When's the last time you cried after a loss? Has it been when you were a kid or did, have you cried during a professional I like sports loss? I don't, li- I don't like to talk about it. But, but please do. John Stark shooting a three in the NBA Finals and Akeem Olajuwon blocking it in game six. 
<laughs> Knicks lose, then he goes two for eighteen the next uh, night or the next game. Back uh-huh. to back, back to back nights of tears. Uh-huh. I just put myself back to, bed. to back nights. Yeah, because games. I oh, was just then they won the die, title. Die hard Starks fan, and he had like a Jordan like performance. Came off a pick and roll with Ewing, could have dumped it down, shot the three. It would have went in because he had hit seven threes in that quarter. And Elijah one stupidly, absurdly long finger got a piece of it. And then he went out the next night or the next game and shot two for 18. And everybody's like, Starks is a bum. He's not clutch. I'm like, did you not see the fourth quarter? Of the <laughs> and I cried. Oh, my my mom's like, wait, are you going to bed? And I didn't want my family to see me cry. So I just put myself in bed. <laughs> when is the last loss that caused you to legitimately lose sleep? 888 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Three seven seven six. Jonathan Frazier at ESPN West Palm tweets: Christian Leitner, the shot against Kentucky, and no, I can I, see that. I it, never think of that from Kentucky's point of view. I know, like ever until just right now. You get so caught up in the Coach K mystique. You get so caught up in Christian Leitner. You get so caught up in the Vern Lundquist call. Imagine but, how terrible that uh, is for Kentucky fans. I've never thought of it from their point of view. How do you overcome that? I think I would stop watching sports. Yeah, like just just think of some of the improbable endings. Like for Falcons fans, twenty eight to three, all of Atlanta. That is a sleepless, terrible night. It's one thing to go to the Super Bowl, you're excited. Then you have the Super Bowl wrapped up and you lose it like that. But that also too. Oh, what J- about Jets AFC Championship against the Broncos? Up at halftime, me calling my brother, screaming, "We're going to the Super Bowl!" On his voice, Wait, or actually, answering machine. You back jumped then. the gun like that. Well, they were up. And they were going to the Super Bowl. The team was good. At halftime. And then that bum Keith Byers. That's right. I said it. Former Boca Raton teacher. <laughs> I hate him because of it. I hate him. I hate him so much. He fumbled trying to jump and do a flip over someone. He's actually a really nice guy, but he had he fumbled, and, he, and I just get so mad. Uh, so mad, Byers. Why? Just hold on to the ball. Two arms. Eric in Jupiter tweet, uh, the Jets made him cry in an AFC championship, but it was 2010 in the AFC title game against the Steelers. Oh, that game did That's what made him cry. Maybe I was already jaded by that point. I didn't expect much out of that game. You were just sort of... And did they get okay. blown out that game? Yeah, but... Think about it. That was their first AFC title game since the one that you are referencing. Buyers! <laughs> the last sporting event, the last loss that you took that made you lose sleep. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, Mick tweets, Dodgers, Astros, World Series, Game 5. So, you recall that the Astros won that World Series. That was a walk-off win uh, for the Astros, a walk-off home run. That was the infamous, yes, there were garbage cans apparently involved in that one, even though I still don't think that changed the entire complexity of Of that series. (laughs) Uh, Of the league. Um, uh, But, yeah, I I could see where that is is sleep-losing. Jordan Benzema tweets, uh, I never lose sleep because outside of those playing professionally it's just a game see i don't buy that that's so lame. i do not buy that you to me you're not actually a true real sports fan unless there's the possibility that you lose sleep yeah or you don't feed really your kids because you're so mad because they lost <laughs> but take it take, that's that's right any good sports fan takes it out on their children uh what um what does it say though about me that i nearly let a regular season baseball game keep me from sleeping well. It says you're from a second-rate city and you're jealous of New York. That's what it says? I mean, I mean look at the game you were worried about. Yeah, you know, you know your pizza's worse. 
Josh Friedman. Your improv comedy's worse. Frito, stop. What are you talking about? Most of New York's outstanding improv comedy, and I can't believe you sucked me into this argument, comes from Chicago. I'm so ashamed of myself. Josh Friedman uh, tweets, when the Cubs blew a 2-0 series lead, lost three straight to the Padres in the 84 National League Championship Series. I was 22. Not only did I lose sleep, but I'm not embarrassed to admit it. I cried over this. Oh, that Tony Gwynn game. I, I do. I actually think that that was a um, uh, a Steve Clark game. Uh, I do. I do really truly enjoy Frito, but you know what? My first reaction was to hearing his recollection of what he lost sleep over joy, because Cubs fans <laughs> don't deserve any joy at all. You know what? Also, was a banner night that made me sleep outstanding. Bartman. Okay. Really? Absolutely. Oh, that guy's whole life. First of all, I that have, guy needs to get over it, too. Well, that, no, that guy did get over it. The problem is Cubs fans need to get over it. They're the ones trying to find him and harass him. Yeah, he just, just, disappeared. He should have just enjoyed it and embraced it. No, he was receiving death threats. Yeah. There's nothing to embrace. They were real, unlike Jim McElwain. They were. Like, gonna, they were actual death threats. I know a couple people from Chicago. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah? There's no follow-through. <laughs> okay. Uh, I... I have zero sympathy for Cubs fans. I mean, absolutely zero sympathy, no matter what, for Cubs fans. Bartman made me laugh. Bartman made me cheer. Bartman made me think about all the I, things that are good in the world. I also didn't I'm feel bad petty. for him because who wears their headphones like that at a game? Like, come on, just watch the game. You don't need to play by playing your ears. Would you stop? Why are you taking the death threat side of this entire thing? <laughs> he deserves it for wearing for wearing headphones. Yeah, he deserves. You got that. that good of seats, and you're going to wear headphones. What do you need someone to tell you what's happening? You're basically sitting on the field, Bartman. <laughs> Three and D. I ran. A, I ran a uh, 10K once in a Bartman shirt, but it was like Bart you Simpson, ran a 10K. I think is that the five? Which one's the uh, six mile one? That is a 10K. Yeah, and a Bartman 6.1 miles in a Bartman shirt. It's a don't have a cow, dude. Oh, you're cool. Uh, 3 and D tweets, uh, the worst was the 2003 Fiesta Bowl. I was up all night at 4 a.m. I decided to just get out of bed because even nodding off wasn't going to happen. Yeah, for Canes fans, that one is rough. That one is really like That's another one. How do you get over that? How long does it take you to get over yeah, something like that? How long does it take you to get over 28 to 3? How long does it take you to? Now, now Seattle. The, oh, Russell that game Wilson was brutal. Threw, but think about it, though. It was the year before they had won a championship. So does that take the sting off a little bit? Not for me, because we had to listen to Evan Cohen talk about the Patriots. Like That was the biggest thing, right? You're talking about that game, yeah. the Patriots interception. Like, yeah. Knowing that Evan was going to go on the air the next day and talk about the Patriots even more winning, I was so excited. had tweet, tweets and texts ready to fire off at him after the Seattle won. And LOB had beaten the mighty Patriots, and then that interception happened. I had to delete everything and <laughs> you had, just not listen to the radio you for had a month. Tweets all lined up. Yeah, ready I was to ready go. to go, firing at him, and yeah. I knew he wouldn't respond, but I knew deep down he'd get him, even though <laughs> he unfollowed me and still hasn't followed me back. The uh, the the losses that made you lose sleep: eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. We are busy on social media on this Friday. Yesterday during uh, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Red Light Green Light, I said that a loss by the Giants would mean the beginning of the end, the true beginning of the end for Daniel Jones. 
I still stand by that. I know that you say he played well last he night. And good. He, he was serviceable in moments, absolutely. But in that type of game, you need to make that throw on third and seven. You need to get a first down, and you need to put your team in a position to milk down the clock, hit the game-winning field goal with like 14, 15 seconds left and go from there. Championship-caliber quarterbacks do that. So, but you're going to root for Heineke. Did you hear what I just played? At the Heineke interception that yeah. set up the Giants with 2.16 left to go at the 20 yard line, and Daniel Jones couldn't do anything with that. That's terrible. Couldn't but do he any- looks so good. Did you see him running the ball? Yeah, that's not going to be what, <laughs> what sells him to the Giants the rest of the way. I mean, Gettleman seems like a running quarterback type of guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He loves that. He absolutely loves that for sure. I just, there, there is something about Daniel Jones that is missing. That's just not dynamic. Facial expressions? <laughs> Facial expressions are definitely missing, yes. When you draft a quarterback based solely on the fact that he makes the same weird expressionless looks like your previous quarterback who won two Super Bowls, not great. That's probably not a great way to go, Gettleman. Uh, but I just, I feel like at this point, it's sort of like Sam Darnold without the excessive terrible coaching that it's time for a change of scenery. The Giants need to start looking to move on, and Daniel Jones needs to start looking to move on. Daniel Jones is still getting a free pass from a lot of Giants fans because I'm from New York, so my, my well, stepdad... Well, it's easy to just say offensive line. Nope. Saquon Barkley's There hurt. it is. There nope, it is. they're going is after that the Saquon. One? That's, That's the, the guy. Why did we draft a running back so high? You okay. don't pay a running back. Let's get rid of Saquon. That's a legitimate argument to be made, though. Why did you take Saquon Barkley... So high. Because he's so dynamic. I would have taken him, too. I love that draft pick. But I am, I I do come from the, and Evan Cohen, who you hear every day, uh, commercial-free 5 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3, I, I do go to the Evan Cohen school of running backs, and that is, why would I take a running back in the first round? Why would I take a running back in the first round when I can get someone who's probably, maybe not his equal, but very close to him in any other round of the draft? The Giants could have... I don't know, gone and gotten a tackle. The Giants could have gone and found a tight end, someone to help Daniel Jones. But instead, they went with Barkley, who, yeah, he's a good player, but it's very, very hard to judge him still because he's been made of plaster. And their O-line is terrible. And the O-line is terrible. That's, right. that's the issue. They've spent the whole time trying to retool the offensive line since Dave Gettleman got there to no avail. Yeah, maybe it's Gettleman who needs to go. I think that that's probably if this continues, this is Gettleman, this is it for Gettleman. Do you trade Barkley? I mean, the trade deadlines that Barkley is. A, if you're a team that's borderline, Barkley can change your team. But does that save Gettleman's job if you trade Barkley for a first rounder, so he can say, "Oh, let me pick another first rounder"? Do you really want the Giants to have Gettleman make another first round selection for you? Like, what has what has been the most promising thing Dave Gettleman has done? But he's such a giant type of. GM, like the way their organization is. But is maybe that, that's why the Giants suck. Yeah, no, because no, 100% being is. like the Giants now means that you are living 20 years ago. Yeah, and their fan base is doing the same thing. That's why they like him. But I'm saying he may stay. They like Joe Judge. They like the idea of him running laps after music just to make sure guys don't jump off sides. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, that happened. Joe Judge is literally a special teams coach, and last night, literally his special teams jumped offside on a missed field goal that w- would have won the Giants the game. What about the back-to-back false starts on that last drive mm. for the Giants? Back-to-back. They did laps. That was a big thing. Joe Judge setting the tone. What a stickler.
Belichick disciple. Look at the attention to detail. That's the words I was looking for. I mean, what are they going to do today? Oklahoma drills? Are they going to go full Dan Campbell and just run Oklahoma drills? Because you know what? Just he, cry. If Joe Judge ran Oklahoma drills, Giants fans would love it. Yeah. That's Look at punishment. Us. We're going to fight. Big Blue is back. I mean, I like this voice. I might do it from now on. Are Giants fans into Joe Judge? Yes. Because he's a meatball? Yes. And because he's that no nonsense, no hippity hop at practice. Yeah, God. How's that gone for you? Like, seriously, how's that gone for you? You have a quarterback who can't make any, any ex- facial expression except bored. You have a general you manager. Bored, or you think that's just his face? I think that's just his face. I think he has a bored face. The rest bored of him face. is excited, but he has he's bored face. There it is. We got the Bored face versus game. Heine face last night. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but when you lose in a shootout to Taylor Heineke, who throws an interception with just over two minutes left with the lead, and you lose to him... It's time to have serious thoughts about the makeup of your team. If you're the Washington football team, I almost said the R word. If you're the Washington football team, do you stay with the Heine man? Well, I don't think you have a choice right now. I still think that team's good enough where you go get a cam. Although I do think their defense is slightly overrated. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, yeah, people yeah. are talking about them like they're the best defense in the league. Chase Young still gets washed down too often uh, against the run. Uh, Saquon got free a couple times last night because Chase Young was just completely washed off. The yeah, ball. he commits to where he's going, yeah. and then the lineman can just take him there. If he's not rushing the passer, he's a little bit of a liability. And their back seven isn't that great. No, I, no, actually, no. I actually think they miss Jimmy Moreland from Royal they Palm might. Beach in the in the slot. I, think, I think that's a piece of their defense that's missing right now. I but I I I think for now you go with Heineke. I mean, listen, he didn't hurt him in the playoffs last year. He was the big reason they were sparked to victory last night. If you can hold out, no one else is going to get Cam right now. You can keep Cam in your back pocket just in case, but you might as well ride with Taylor Heineke right now. Did you hear what the Heine man said postgame? <laughs> no, what did he, he say? He said, he, and your boy Fitzmagic may be a little upset. They asked him, like, do you think this earned you to be your team the rest of the year? And he's like, I think so. I think it should be. I was like, uh-oh, mm. Ryan's not going to be happy. Ryan. Someone needs to sit him down and have a long talk with old Ryan. Ryan, your hip is busted. Okay, it's not you. It's your hip. Okay. How about if oh, that, but I was told I'm the quarterback. How about if that rumor of him getting hurt on a slip and slide is true? Did you see any of that? A caller called in and that. said that he really hurt himself before the game on a slip and slide, and no one can tell if it's true or not. Well, that's like when I was covering the Dolphins. David Garrard, right before the Dolphins' final preseason game, and he was going to be the starter in. Uh, I thought he was. I think it was 2011. He was swimming with his kids and ended up hurting his shoulder and was done for the year. The, the, the day of the final preseason game. Definitely throwing his kids in the air. Yeah. Anyone who has kids in the pool, you, you, that one hand, yeah. hand on the tuchus, throw them as high as you can because yep. it's for your own enjoyment, their fear. There is no doubt. That's the move. Uh, so what was the last loss that made you lose sleep? 888 760-3776. 888-760-3776. 3776. We're on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Uh, at Real Coach K on Twitter. Uh, Coquel, he uh, got his 3,000 followers. 3,000, yeah. thank you. How'd that go for you after the fact, by the way? Well, a couple of you uh, fake fans out there dropped off pretty quick after the show, <laughs> but we're still over 3,000. And then me on Twitter, I am at KLV1063. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I do want to tell you about Stormhouse Brewing. In Mm. North Palm Beach, Stormhouse is where you should be this weekend for college football, for the NFL, to drink craft beer, and to eat off of their in-house menu. 
No, but, but I was going to say plates. But can a craft well eat off their plates as well? I mean, don't eat off the table. Not that they're not clean, but act like a human being, okay? Uh, but uh, you may be wondering, but can a craft brewery with a with a menu? What are you talking about? That doesn't exist. Ah, contraire, my friend. Oh. It does exist at Stormhouse Brewing. That's right. It's a craft brewery with a menu. You don't need to hit up Uber Eats. You don't need to eat beforehand. You don't need to walk across the street and get something like you do at every other craft brewery in this area. Instead, you can just sit at the table like an actual functional restaurant that has a master brewer who brews beers on site, who is trained in Germany, drink his delicious beers, and eat off of their delicious menu. May I suggest, as a starter, the pierogies. Mm. Don't overdo it because they're heavy and you want to eat their delicious entrees. But the pierogies, for me, that's always where I'm starting the, at oh, Stormhouse. No, brewing. you start there. They're great. But the bang bang shrimp, that's the way to kick yeah, off your you're meal. You're a huge fan of the bang bang shrimp. So this is Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, US 1, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard in the Crystal Cove Commons. They have huge flat screen TVs, indoor and outdoor seating. They've got all the sports on, starting with Premier League Soccer Saturday mornings, going to college football, Sunday Premier League Soccer into the NFL, Monday Night Football. They've got the whole thing covered. Have you tried their drunken muscles? I did not. I Their drunken muscles with the lobster sauce while you drink and get your own drunken muscles on? That's the ticket. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key right there. Speaking of tickets, you can get yourself a ticket to the Dolphins and the Colts October 3rd. Uh, this is their game day experience at Stormhouse Brewing. For $125, you get to drink and eat before you go to the game. That's a good deal. You get to drink for $125. I no, like that deal. You get deal. to drink and eat once you get to the tailgate at Hard oh, Rock Stadium. Okay, but then you got to buy your own ticket. No, no, no. You get a, a ticket to the game, and then uh, you get food and drink when you get back to Stormhouse Brewing. Gotcha, after but the you got to get your own transportation. No, no, there, no. So no there's a bus. For, there's a bus. There's, How much is the bus ticket? Uh, nothing. Wait, it, nope. all that is yep. in the 125? It's all in the 125. Wow. No additional payments. So, again, check that out. Go to stormhousebrewing.com. Check out the game day experience. Dolphins, Colts, October 3rd. That's Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard in North Palm Beach. When we return, after seeing what the Heine man, as Coquel calls him, did last night, and after seeing what Boardface did last night, Daniel Jones... Who is actually the second best quarterback in the NFC East? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.